What's up, guys? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. Welcome back, everybody, to After Hour Tea. Um, Today, I'm going to start with... Sorry, looking at my notes here. I'm going to start with Orange County. So starting off, I have an interview with Kelly. Um, I believe this is with Hollywood Life. Um, where she says that she would be happy um, if Tamara returned to Orange County for season 16, which um, actually kind of surprised me. Um, She said, if she wants to come back, Tamara and I, we used to talk every single day on the phone, and then she did some pretty crappy things to me. But if she wants to come back and they want to bring her back, bring her back. Um, I'm happy to have her back if she wants to come back and they want to bring her. I don't have any will... or Sorry any ill will feelings about Tamara at all. I've always had a soft spot for Tamara for whatever reason. She's done some shitty things to me, but I can safely say, oh my God, tongue twister, but I can safely say I would take Tamara over Bronwyn a hundred million times over. If they want to bring Tamara back, I'll give her open arms. That's it. Um, (laughs) Kelly also said that, you know, although she would be happy to have Tamara back, she does not feel the same way about Vicky. Uh, she said, I don't think Vicky fits into the group. She just doesn't. At least Tamara is pretty to look at. Okay, that's fucked up. She's pretty to look at. She's got a good body. She's got a good husband. And she's a go-getter at things. And she's fun. See, Kelly makes these little digs. And I think it's kind of offensive. That's where I agree with the general consensus that Kelly is kind of terrible. Because I don't think you should, you know, shit on her for her looks. But, you know, she does. She is good for the show. So I'll give her that. Um, yeah, I... I I've told you guys before on my Orange County reactions, I think Tamara would be a great person to bring back. I don't even really know why they got rid of her to begin with. They actually were, they had demoted her to friend and she ended up just stepping away from the show, but I think that they shouldn't have demoted her at all. I think she should have stayed on as a full time. I don't know what direction they were planning to go, but whatever they did, it didn't work. So yeah, that's my opinion on that. Speaking of Vicky, she did kind of come up a little bit this past week. Um, So I have an interview with her on um, Behind the Velvet Rope with David Yontef um, podcasts. And um, basically she was saying that she believes that Real Housewives of Orange County was the reason that her 20-year marriage to her now ex-husband Don Gumbelson came to an end, which I think is kind of stupid for her to say only because, you know, she she had been unfaithful so and he was unfaithful as well. So I don't really think that's a fair argument. But she said... I did everything right except falling prey to divorce. I mean, I think that hindsight, um, I know for a fact that if I wasn't on a reality show, I wouldn't have been divorced. Um, And that cost Don and I both a lot of money because we had to split assets and alimony and all that stuff. So I paid more to him than he did to me because I had the business. So that's hurtful and that's hard. Um, She also continued by saying, then I got taken for a ride by Brooks and he owes me over $300,000. And then I was in a block of lawsuits. Well... She that was her fault. Um, she also claimed that all the money related things, quote unquote, happened because of the show. Um, and she claimed that um, her former castmate Tamara um, is in a very expensive lawsuit because of the um, because of Orange County, um, according to the Daily Mail, which I don't know if it's true or not, but I don't know. Um, so Vicky was for those of you who don't know, Vicky was married to Don for 20 years from 1994 until they divorced in 2014, which was on the show. Um, and then following her divorce with Don, she was dating Brooks for many years and that was just a fucking train wreck. Um, yeah. And then after, (laughs) after their spit and then the controversial, 
cancer scam. She filed a lawsuit against him in um, 2019, uh, accusing him of not paying her back the money she loaned him in 2011. Uh, so she's currently engaged to Steve. Um, the couple is engaged and there's no plans for a wedding at this time. I was actually talking to my friend the other day and we were thinking that they had broken up, but they're actually still engaged. I've looked into it. Um, earlier this year, she told um, Us Weekly, um, it's my third marriage, Steve's fourth, so we're not going to do wedding stuff. But right now we're pausing everything. There's no need to. Um, he's got his money. I've got my money. We don't need to get married. So we'll see what happens. There's no rush. Doesn't sound very promising, but okay. So, do I think that Vicky, Vicky's divorce is to blame for the? Do I think Vicky's divorce is to blame on the show? I part of me yes, and part of me no. Here's the thing: I feel like you guys have heard me say this here on here before, but um, when couples are put into the spotlight for their issues to be on display. Um, I think it either hurts or helps their marriage. I don't think there's any in between. Um, most couples are able to survive, um, but most couples are not. So it's, it's kind of like a 50, 50. Um, it's definitely a case by case basis, but I'll just say that Dawn and Vicky were always bickering a lot. Vicky was just not happy with him. And I, I don't think that really the show contributed to that. I mean, the show definitely didn't help, you know, with her marriage, I think, I mean, maybe it did because she would have, she saw that she was unhappy, but I don't think that it's the reason to blame her divorce on there. I don't think she would still be married to, um, Don. Uh, yeah, I just, she's just such a different person. So I, I don't see that happening, but I don't know. So on that same interview that Vicky did with behind the velvet rope, um, the behind the velvet rope podcast with David Yontef, um, she, happened to just call out um you know she just dropped the tea in there she called out um uh lisa renna who is a cast member on the real house as of beverly hills if you do not know and um claimed that lisa renna snubbed her at andy cohen's baby shower uh which took place in la on january 26th of 2019 so just about a year ago um she said i don't really socialize with the beverly hills ladies i think that um, we're Orange County and they're Beverly Hills. And, you know, I think there's a little bit of a go away girls. I feel that from them that they think that they're above us. I mean, I wouldn't live in Beverly Hills if you paid me. I love my Orange County. I don't think they gave me the time of day. Um, they wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for me starting this damn thing. Yeah. Vicky claims that all the time. Um, so she recalls running into, uh, the Beverly Hills ladies and revealed that Lisa Renna in particular gave her the cold shoulder. She said that, um, so the last time I saw all of them was either at BravoCon or Andy's baby shower in January of last year. And truly, you know, Lisa Renna didn't give me the time of day. I said hi to her and she was like, oh yeah, you're Orange County. I just felt looked down on, you know, she's up on the tables dancing. I'm like, why? This is Andy's baby shower. You want attention? I just sat back going, wow, this is a little messed up. Everybody was having fun, but you just see it from a different perspective when you're not on anymore. Like, you are all about who's looking at you, you know? So it's fine. It's just you see it through different lenses. And I have been there. I've done that. I've wanted people to stare at me. I wanted them to know. I know how to whoop it up. But when you're not on it anymore, you see the theatrical experiences that are happening. She also compared the Real Housewives franchise to high school as the cast in different cities are vying for popularity. I do see that a little bit, actually. She said, they think they're invincible and it's a popularity contest. It's a sorority on steroids and we all do and we all do have that synergy 
where we're all in a reality show together and there's a lot of ladies coming and going and a lot of franchises. So it is nice to have that group of women that we can have some sort of relationship with. But I think it's very misguided, this popularity. We're not in high school anymore, you know? Um, Yeah, I agree with her there. Uh, While Vicky thinks that most of the women in the franchise get competitive with other cities, she did admit that she remembered sticking with her cast during BravoCon and and Andy Cohen's baby shower. She said, I stayed with my cast, you know, I really did, like Shannon, Tamara, and at BravoCon hung out morning, noon, and night. We had such a great time, and you know, we all had our significant others, so it wasn't like, oh, I'm dying to talk to Erica. I didn't even know Erica Jane. I had no idea what I would say to her, like, hi, I like your pigtails. Like, I didn't feel like I needed to reach out to anybody. I feel like what makes all these franchises so good is, like, every show has, like, their own dynamic. Like, you know, Atlanta brings the sass and the shade. Beverly Hills brings the money. You know, Orange County brings, well, it used to bring the class, but now it's not that anymore. So I would just say Orange Orange County brings the originality. Um, you know, it's it, every franchise has their own thing. So um, I, I do understand what she's saying. And I, I it's I mean, it's different to hear her say that, you know, it's different being off the show and looking at it from that perspective. I personally have always thought that Lisa Renna was always like, look at me, look at me. I mean, her Instagram posts just kind of prove it. And then also just her attitude towards the show and just a job and a paycheck in general. So I feel like the minute that she's not on the show is the minute that, you know, her attitude might change a little bit. So I don't know. I used to like Rena a lot, but I hear so many bad things about her that it makes me like question her more. Um, so I'm definitely going to be paying more attention to her during this next season because I want to see her attitude towards the women and just with Denise being gone and everything. Okay, so I did find, um, well, it was on Shannon's Instagram story um, that she shared. But um, so basically Shannon has said that she's decided to dissolve her fillers after she filmed the season 15 reunion of orange County. Um, so she shared like a series of posts from her plastic surgeon's office, um, who did not do the original procedure to take, she took us like basic on like a little behind the scenes of the process. Um, and then she did like a little explanation video. So, um, in her video, she said last night, part one of the orange County reunion aired. And there are a lot of people asking what did Shannon do to her face? Um, I wanted to look good for the reunion, so I went elsewhere to try a couple of natural and non-invasive treatments that have been very effective in tightening people's skin, but it didn't work at all on my skin. Um, And then she claimed that she didn't do the research on the specific type of treatment she ended up getting and decided to do it ahead of the reunion without thinking it through. So she said, I'm having a really difficult time looking at myself in the mirror um, and added that she has support from her boyfriend and kids, but she says, I just don't recognize myself. I completely agree with her. I mean, I think she's doing way too much to her face. She's looks completely, completely different than she did just a couple of years ago. Um, I know she's, or she was on a weight loss journey, but I still, you know, she's changed her face a lot. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I'm looking through, she shared a bunch of these Instagram videos, like kind of documenting the process as her nurse was like injecting like a dissolvent into her cheeks. Um, and, um, yeah, so she's just saying anything to get rid of it. I personally, I think that she should kind of calm down with the um, all these cosmetic surgeries that she does. I did think she looked looked a little like puffy at the reunion. I didn't know what that was, so I don't know if that was the treatment. But she she kind of just she looked like a completely different person. So I don't know. I'm glad that she's hopefully going in a more natural route. <laughs> 
so moving on from that, but still talking about Shannon. Um, so Shannon began to share additional details about the alleged, um, uh, Bronwyn once offered her teenage daughter, Stella drugs. So, um, I guess, so someone had commented on like an Instagram post or something. Um, I had to take a screenshot over here. I'm trying to find it. Okay. So basically someone on Instagram had said, why did you keep hanging out with Bronwyn after she offered your daughter drugs? And, um, she said, sorry, I'm finding her response. She said, I didn't find out until a long time after it happened. Stella didn't want to appear like a tattletale. Had I known when it happened, things would have transpired differently. I talked through, talked through it with Stella and didn't want to interfere with Bronwyn's sobriety. But after being called a liar and an alcoholic, she needed to hear and take responsibility for what she did. Rumors are circulating that multiple people were present when this happened. Stella and Bronwyn were the only two involved in the conversation. So, yeah, um... I mean, on the show, she had said, I didn't know, this was what her quote, she said, I didn't know whether I was going to say this today, but as a mother, I'm going to. When my daughter Stella was 14 years old, at a very at, at her very first beach barbecue, you went up to her and said, Stella, if you want the good stuff, text me. So, uh, obviously, Branwen, Bron, Branwen, <laughs> Bronwyn got super emotional and everything, so, it, and then after the episode had aired, Shannon had denied the reports that the drug in question was cocaine, um, replying to a fan that she said, um, no one was ever offered cocaine, dot, dot, dot. So meanwhile, while Shannon had responded on why, you know, this was all coming out now, um, Bronwyn was also addressing the drama to another Instagrammer in the comment section of another Instagram post. And someone had said, please tell me Shannon is lying about her child. I haven't really been watching the show because I hate Kelly. You are one of my favorites. Please tell me Shannon is full full of it about drugs and her child. And Bronwyn said, I honestly have no idea. I was drinking at the time. I've heard from her what happened and made amends. I've since heard a very different version of what happened, which isn't at all what she'd said from someone I trust, though. Um, yeah, there's nothing else to be said there. So I don't know. I mean, honestly, I believe it. I think the Bronwyn's now trying to deflect only because she's probably just ashamed of it. Um, but I mean, she's remorseful. I don't think we need to go back and forth with it. Obviously, it was a terrible situation and it happened and... It's over and done with now. So I also have, um, moving on from that, I also have a um, couple Instagram stories that I saved of Kelly where she was basically clarifying the political comment she made about Andy um, during part one of the Orange County reunion. Um, And if you recall, I can, if you don't recall, I'll bring it up for you right now. So there was like this dramatic exchange that happened with Andy um, when he was calling out Kelly about her past controversial comments on, um, the pandemic. And, um, sorry, I'm trying to find it. Okay. So basically he he had said, this was the quote from the show. I mean, the amount of messages that I get that you're uneducated, you're putting out misinformation, you're behaving like a moron. Um, and Andy had said that. And then Kelly said, I get them too, saying that you're anti-American, that you put your political beliefs out there, that they don't want to watch a political show. And then Andy replied by saying, I'm anti-American because I don't like Donald Trump. And Kelly confirmed saying, yeah. So, um, Kelly's kind of, so this, this is, this is basically what she had said in response to that, um, on her Instagram story. Sorry, I'm all over the place here. Um, she didn't, she says she didn't mean to make the tense conversation about Trump. She was trying to make a, so, a point about social media haters. I think it's kind of hard because that scene was very edited. If you guys couldn't tell super clipped up and super edited, I wish they would have, um, not edited as much. 
or just not even brought it up at all because it really has nothing to do with the show. Um, but Kelly had said, I'm a libertarian. I didn't vote for Trump, but I'm not a Trumper. Oh, I didn't vote for Trump. I'm not a Trumper at all, but I am a libertarian. So I do have conservative views on things, but I am socially liberal. I believe in gay rights. I believe in abortion. Um, she also said, my point with Andy was that you can always find negative comments on social media. Some people with zero posts and zero followers comment, but the vast majority of comments about me are my, are positive. My point wasn't always to find negative comments about me, but I was saying you can find negative comments about him. You can find negative comments about you. I don't know what that really means, but, um, so she also said, here we go. So she also kind of explained why she didn't regret bringing up the anti-American comment at the reunion. She said, no, because he was talking about how people were coming after me. People come at me and tell me bad things about him all the time. It doesn't mean it's gospel. Uh, we all get things that are negative comments. And my point was that just because people come to me and say he's anti-American doesn't mean he is, you know, he had Megan McCain on there who is Republican. He supports the troops. Um, it's not that he's anti-American. I don't think he's anti-American at all, but I get that. I get people that DM me that say that doesn't mean it's true. That's what I meant. Um, she also addressed the statement where she said, I'm black. Um, and she, <laughs> at the, at the teaser. So she said, um, so we have Bronwyn who has blonde haired, blue eyes as white as can be. Um, she's always saying that I'm a racist or a homophobe and it really irritates me. So I did a 23 and me and I don't identify myself as a black person, as a black person. That was not my point. My point was I'm black, Asian, Mexican, Spanish. I'm 30% native American and I'm 1% Jewish and I'm all races. I don't see people with color. I see people. That's it. Um, I mean, I see the thing is, is like, personally for me, I don't feel like she needs to defend herself in this way, but everybody else just seems to hate on her for every single thing she does. So it's like, I don't know at this point, like the whole cancel culture that she was talking about, that's what's getting the most annoying. Cause it's like, I feel like there's not even a reason anymore to hate her. It's just like, she'll say one thing and everybody just hates her. Like, it's not even, it's, it's some of these reasons that people hate her or send her, send her these like death threats on her Instagram is just not even valid anymore. So, um, yeah, I won't say too much because I know most people don't like her, but I'm rooting for her personally. So sorry, you can hate on me if you want, but okay. So I did find, um, some interesting information about Elizabeth's ex-husband and his new, um, girlfriend, fiance, whatever. So basically she, her name is Michelle Fox. So she's dating Elizabeth's ex-husband who is burnt Bodle. Um, and she basically shaded Elizabeth by using a page six Instagram post. And she had said, um, <laughs> she claimed in the comment section of the, of the post that they have, <laughs> they have had to send two cease and desist letters to, um, to Elizabeth and want her to just go away and get a life. She said, we mind our own business, except when someone like this has been constantly attacking to us and is obsessed with talking about burnt. It's beyond creepy. Um, she also clarified to the publication that she spoke out because she was just frustrated. She said, we have been through a lot with her and it's none of her business. Uh, she needs to move on and stop contacting Bert and talking about him. We tried to take legal action to make a point. That was why I got upset on comments and it's not fair. We have to see this stuff. It's disgusting behavior. Um, 
And then, yeah, uh, when a fan questioned why Michelle was getting involved on Instagram, she shared that a pal sent her the article with her and Bodle's picture, and she felt compelled to speak up. She said, I don't have to follow the Real Housewives of Orange County, but I do care about the people I love and protecting them in this situation. Burnt and I are very happy, and we have a wonderful relationship. Um, and they're both secure in their relationship, is what she said. I'm standing up for Burnt, who is the love of my life, and we are both secure in our relationship for years now. We both just want her to get a life and go away. That is why I said anything. Um, and <laughs> so Elizabeth revealed in an episode of Orange County that she once reached out to her ex via text as their divorce case was going on, ongoing. Um, and so Michelle also responded and said, I have seen the text, comments, and calls. We just delete them. Um, Burnt and I are committed to each other for the rest of our lives. He is a wonderful, loving man, and I am proud to be with him. Um, she also claimed that she and Bodle have sent Vargas, Elizabeth, sorry, two cease and desist letters since she has spoken publicly, but publicly about her split with the successful businessman on um, Orange County. She said, you, you absolutely can have a cease and desist if they are out in the news saying highly defamatory comments that are not true about him. That is not how you grieve. Um, she can focus on her cult storyline instead. Ooh, shit. Um, and then she, Michelle concluded by confirming that she just spoke out so that Elizabeth will leave, um, her and Bodle alone and find a good therapist. Um, (laughs) so meanwhile, while this was happening, Elizabeth was asked to react to Michelle's claim in a statement she gave, she gave to the publication. So this is what page six, um, she said, I am, uncertain who this particular Michelle is on a personal level personal level however it is my understanding that she is in somewhat of a relationship at some capacity with my ex-husband unfortunately in today's day and age there's a lot of negativity going around in the world and I feel she's caught up in it along with a lot of other individuals however she is not involved in my life in any capacity and never will be Uh, she also added by saying women come after me all the time and this is another clear example of another jealous woman coming after me and it's not my problem i'm sorry she feels that way i wish her well and then she also addressed the confusion behind whether bodil and fox are engaged and she said i have confirmed with my ex-husband that he is not engaged um however michelle told the publication in regards to elizabeth's comment our future plans are none of her business we are in a committed loving relationship for the rest of our lives that is very well known to everyone around us Um, so yeah, I mean, if you recall in part one of the season 15 reunion of Orange County, Bronwyn told Elizabeth that a friend revealed to her that Bodil was engaged, which was shocking information to Elizabeth because she didn't know. Um, what Bronwyn had said was, I have a good friend who is good friends with him and his fiance. And Elizabeth said, my ex-husband, he has a fiance now. Um, and then Bronwyn insisted Bodil and his girlfriend were engaged Elizabeth Elizabeth disputed it, saying, well, they're not engaged, first off, or I would know. Um, I feel like she would know, because at one point she wasn't even divorced yet, so I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of weird. I don't know anything about this Bodil guy, Burnt Bodil, or her ex-husband, so I don't don't know that situation, but that's the tea for y'all. All right, well, that was enough tea of Orange County and probably for a while since Orange County just ended, but we will be moving on to Salt Lake City. Um, Just so you guys know, we are gearing up for the reunion and it is going to be three parts. I shared that on my Instagram if if you don't follow me, but um, yes, we are getting a three-part reunion, which is a first for a first season um, Housewives show. So they are getting three parts, which means it was probably drama-filled. Um, so anyways, let's move on to some tea. Um, so 
I have a recent interview with Entertainment Tonight that's with Meredith, and she's reacting to Jen Shaw's recent claims that she made during an interview. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, Meredith Marks is reacting to Jen Shaw's recent claims that she made during an interview uh, with Entertainment Tonight, but this interview with Meredith is from page six. Um, so Jen was complaining, uh, Jen was, sorry, I can't speak. Jen was claiming, uh, that Meredith Marks wasn't being as authentic or real on Salt Lake City. So, um, she claimed that she was definitely trying to brand herself and her family in a specific way. Um, (laughs) but she also said that, um, Meredith is actually a lot of fun when the cameras were off. So Meredith clapped back at that and admits that she was shocked by, um, the comments that Jen was made about had made about her. She said, I was a little bit bothered by it, to be honest. I mean, for starters, you know, Jen and I have spent time together prior to this, maybe a half a dozen times. It's not like we were together every Tuesday and Thursday. So I think that's kind of interesting to make such a bold judgment of someone. Like if Lisa Barlow had said it, you know, to me that holds a lot more water because we've spent time together for years and years and years. I had a lot of stuff going on on top of the business and everything else. I was under an immense amount of pressure, um, immense amount of stress and pressure And I was very much authentic to where I was at the point in my life. And she also laughed and said, and I'm sorry I didn't feel like, you know, doing splits on the dance floor, which, by the way, I can't do splits anyway. I'm exaggerating. You want authenticity? You got it. Um, And then she concluded, noting that she also uh, received criticism on social media for being too calm. She said said that some fans even accused her of using Xanax, telling us that she um, did not take uh, take any Xanax while filming. I mean, listen, with the Salt Lake City women... Jen could just be blowing smoke up everybody's ass because, I mean, we we didn't know these women before the show, so obviously these are all first impressions for us, right? I mean, I don't picture Meredith as somebody to not be authentic. Um, she seems very, you know, out there, um, but very classy um, and respectable and kind of reminds me of like a quieter Heather Dubrow almost from Orange County. Um, I don't really have anything other to judge her off of than what we've seen so far. And I don't really think she's not authentic just from what I've seen. So I think Jen is full of shit. And speaking of shady Jen, um, also on that interview that she did with entertainment tonight, she was kind of teasing, um, what went down at the first reunion for Salt Lake city. She said, my gosh, I'm making a Shaw squad reunion badge because we need something to commemorate that day. Um, she jokingly was telling, you know, her interviewer days after returning home to Utah from New York city, where uh, Salt Lake City cast shot their first reunion. So that's kind of cool. They shot in New York City. Um, Just so you know, uh, I believe the only shows that film their reunions in their cities are Beverly Hills, um, Atlanta, and New York. I think everywhere else... Or no, I don't even think Atlanta. I think just... Yeah, I think well i don't know i mean i've heard that the newer franchises they film it in like la or something like they like for example um potomac i don't think they film in potomac i don't know but i could be wrong i've just heard that somewhere anyways um jen said my first reunion was it was very long okay um owning multiple businesses for years you go through um oh you go through depositions hearings that's just a natural thing as a business owner the reunion, I'm here to tell everybody, the reunion was worse than like a nine-hour deposition. Um, she admitted that she was expecting the reunion to be easy-peasy for herself, 
But she says she was wrong. She said, yeah, that really doesn't matter. And they still rehash everything at the reunion. I think everyone got the hot seat for a bit, you know, in true reunion style. It was interesting all being there and seeing Mary and Meredith and Whitney and just everybody, you know, everyone in one place, like no one can run and hide from anything. There's definitely some curveballs and some things that even I was surprised about at the reunion. If you thought season one was unexpected and explosive, you guys wait for the reunion. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I, so to be honest, towards the middle of the season, I started to get a little bored with what was going on because um, just, I don't know, it was just kind of boring. But I love the reunions. I love a good reunion. So um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think that these ladies are going to bring it. I loved the outfits. So um, yeah finales next week and then the reunion will be after that so i also have an interview with us weekly with mary you know our lovely mary from salt lake city um where she admits that she was uh disappointed how bravo viewers found out about her marriage to her step-grandfather robert cosby senior in um the teaser trailer for season one of salt lake city She said, I was not expecting it to be dropped on social media. That was more of a disappointment for me because I feel like social media is a place I don't feel comfortable in. Um, In the first episode of Salt Lake City, Mary opened up about her arranged marriage to Robert Sr., who was the second husband of her late grandmother. Um, Despite their unconventional relationship, uh, Mary and uh, Robert have been happily married for 20 years and share their son, Robert Jr., And Mary revealed that while filming um, Salt Lake City, she wanted to be as honest about her relationship as possible. She said, I just said my truth and I was ready to air it. Um, I I felt like it was time and I felt like it was the right thing to do. I mean, it is unconventional, but it's not unheard of, I guess, in other countries. Um, So after the first Salt Lake City trailer dropped, Mary admits that she felt like she didn't have a chance to create her own narrative about her marriage before it played out on TV. She said, "Um, they put that story right there with me. It didn't set in. Um, it didn't set it in in a good light for me. And she confirmed that she is not ashamed of the choices she made in her life that led to where she is now. Though their wedding was arranged, the couple were um, best friends in the early days of their relationship, and it eventually blossomed into something more. Uh, she said, "I think it started changing into a loving relationship when I started wanting a son. Probably two or three years into the marriage, I think that's when I felt that I knew." I- I knew that this was my life once I started having that craving to be a mom and have a family. I have no regrets. I have no shame. Um, So since Salt Lake City premiered last fall, uh, Mary shares that she tried to let any negative comments about her lifestyle go in one ear and out the other. She said, sometimes I read it and sometimes I respond back to them and block them. Then sometimes I read it and think like, okay, that's your opinion. I try to separate it and I try not to put emotion into it. In my mind, I'm not here to make sense. I'm here to tell you this is what Mary is and this is what I'm about. And this is my story and you don't have to accept it again. I think that's a great response and a great answer. Look, I mean, you're joining the Bravo world. You're joining the Housewives world. Whenever we meet a new housewife, it's like game on. Like as soon as we know the name, we got millions of people swarming in, following you, your every move. And um, there's a lot of Bravo fan pages out there. They find new cast members. I mean, like all these Salt Lake City women, they were found on social media way before the show even started filming. People knew who was on the show. And I personally wait until Bravo releases the press for it. And then I kind of look into it. Um, obviously, with like um, this this new franchise, I waited until, you know, the cast photo was up and the bios were up. And that was when I shared it here with you guys. Actually, we started that journey together. Um, so I personally like reading about their stories a little bit beforehand. 
I, if I had to go back, I don't really remember exactly what I, what the bios had said, but I do remember Mary sticking out to me because of the whole step grandfather arranged marriage situation. And I do have to say, I mean, there's no other, there's no real way to kind of introduce that. It's, it's, it's an odd thing, you know? I mean, they could have just said arranged marriage. They didn't have to say step grandfather, but again, it's Bravo. You're trying to get people to watch the show. And that's just another reason for people to tune in because it's fucking weird. I mean, let's be honest. All right, so we're moving on from Salt Lake City on to New Jersey. This isn't tea, but it's just some behind-the-scenes scoop for you. The taglines were released. Um, And if you don't follow me on Instagram, I shared the video there, but I will read them to you here um, for all my peeps that aren't on Instagram. Starting off with Jennifer. um, So, by the way, we did bios last week, um, but this week I got the taglines. So, um, okay, so starting off with Jennifer, her tagline is... Whoever says money can't buy happiness clearly doesn't have my credit limit. <laughs> I love it. Okay, and Jackie's uh, is, I may be cut from a different cloth, but it's top quality fabric. <laughs> I like that. Because if you guys remember last season, Dolores was always saying that her and Jackie were cut, were cut from a different cloth. So it's a play on words and a play on shade. All right, and then we have Margaret. I renovate, elevate, and sometimes I instigate. Yeah, she instigates. That's a pretty good one. Um, <laughs> okay, and then we have Melissa. Melissa Gorga. Um, I can tell you're green with envy. And honey, green is not your color. Yes, that's so good. For those of you who don't know, because she posted on social media all the time, her shop, Envy. Um, I'm assuming that's what that's referring to. Um, and then we have Dolores. She says, I'm loyal and I'm lovable, but don't you dare call me gullible. I like that one. That's tough. And Teresa, last but not least, Teresa. Um, They say it's never too late to start over. I say starting over never tasted so good. That's a great tagline. I like that one. I am so excited for this season, you guys. I love the taglines. Yeah, I like those. Um, It looks like they refilmed some of the ladies' intros, but, like, not all of them. I don't know. I'm looking here at the picture. Eh, whatever. Yeah, I like everybody's tagline. So I've said this before on here, but New Jersey is one of my favorites only because I pretty much like every single person on the cast, which is rare for me because I usually hate at least one pe- one person. Um, not hate, but just strongly dislike, I should say. And with New Jersey, I just, I, I like all of them. I really do. I was re-watching season 10, um, kind of gearing up for season 11 here, and as much as some of the castmates irked me at some moments, I, for the majority of the season, I just, I enjoyed watching every single person from start to finish. So I'm really excited for New Jersey. Can't stress it enough. February 17th. Everybody better tune in. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of After Hour Tea. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, there was a couple other articles that I had found um, for Dallas, but I just didn't want to add it today. I just kind of wanted to focus on Orange County and um, Salt Lake City. So um, if you guys happen to find anything else on Instagram that you would love for me to bring up, I would be more than happy to do it. Um, Otherwise, I'm just going to keep looking at my bubble and finding some stuff that I want to talk about. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, so we have the Salt Lake City reunion, which is airing. um, So we have the finale next week, and then the Salt Lake City reunion will be airing right after that, and it it is a three-part reunion. And then we will be getting um, New Jersey starting on February 17th at 9, taking over the Orange County spot. Orange County is done. New York is almost done filming. Beverly Hills is still filming. Atlanta, we are 
ooh, we're halfway through, I think. We're getting halfway through. Um, Potomac is back in filming, and um, I can tell you that everybody is back. It's Karen, Giselle, Robin, Candace, Wendy, not Monique. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Ashley. And then I, they are testing out some new cast members. Uh, probably one more full-time and then a friend of. So um, I will let you guys know if I have any more updates on that. Um, but yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes are here. As always, send me a voice message if you have any questions or any drama you'd like me to address. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.